Welcome to Inside the Raven's Eye. I'm your host, Alan Mitchell. My medicine name is Raven's Spirit. This podcast is partnered with Earth and Spirit Medicine, owned and operated by Winfield Ivers. His medicine name is Coyote Thunderhawk. He is a shaman here in the state of Utah. So make sure to visit earthandspiritmedicine.com and check out the services they provide. In this episode of Conversations with a Shaman, I ask Coyote Thunderhawk about parenting. I mentioned that there has been some studies proving that one of the world's largest issues are ineffective parenting. I ask, in your opinion, what is effective parenting? Enjoy. Well, effective parenting is a method of communicating with your children in a manner that allows them to learn at an early age how to self-govern, how to, under that, have this understanding of their work in progress and that they need to understand how to navigate in this world effectively, especially under the umbrella of technology and peer pressure, social media, etc., etc., like that, in order to help them understand their true identity and have the highest levels of self-worth in order to combat any and all negative influence in a manner that suffocates the ability of that negativity to come back in that same way or shape or form again. That was kind of a long sentence or statement. So let's look at nature. You know, let's look at the way that if you were to watch a robin when her youngs hatch through the eggs and they are dependent upon that that parent to sustain them. And I think all species are different as to the timeline that is required for all the newborn infants, whether it be, uh, you know, of, of cattle or horses or whether it be of elk or, or whether it be, you know, an, uh, of eagle or whatever it might be, you know. So, so when this, this baby is born, the innate requirements for self-sustaining are there. It just requires a little bit of assistance and nurturing to get that infant <laughs> on their feet, so to speak, on their, you know, soaring with their wings, so to speak, in motion of, I am what I started off to be, you know. It's like a seed becoming its fullest potential. So we want this seed to become its fullest potential. For me, I've worked with a lot of 
youth, and it was usually under the pretense of parents wanting their children fixed. I'm not saying that lack of effective parenting means that, you know, uh, the parents are, are bad. I'm just saying that most parents, when they start having children, it's not something that we have been trained for. It's not something that, that we are ready to and hopefully expedite their innateness and self-sustaining abilities quickly. We have emotional content as parents where we get involved. So it usually goes to fear. I don't want my child to get hurt. Um, how many different ways can that happen? And I just had this conversation with my 13-year-old daughter to a certain degree as well, as far as how parents care so much that sometimes they take a child's phone away. Because I've never taken my children's phones away. I don't remember ever grounding my children. There were conversations that took place from the time they were in the womb, I began conversing with each child in ways that would allow them to remember their innate greatness and that I could be this steward, this facilitator, this parent, this person that has this privilege to be that steward, that parent, Steward meaning they are not my possessions. I don't own my children. I don't own my wife. I don't own the land. I don't own, yes, we have titles on things and we have guardianship, etc. But when I'm talking about stewardship here, that comes from a very sacred place within us. It means we care deeply and we want to do everything possible to ensure the futuristic growth of this, whatever it is we're working with. So if we're stewarding our garden, if we're stewarding our children, see, okay? So when we're stewarding our children, we want to ensure that we're not emotionally attached because we will create some sort of level of a codependency, some sort of a, a, a methodology that begins to lend favor to decay of a child being able to do things for themselves and go through hardship knowing that their parents are still there and love them even through it and that they can learn how to begin this navigational process without being ignorant to it all and having protective parents that do not want them to be with any of that. And it causes something within a child that says, I can't wait till I'm 18 because I have uh, some acquaintances that are very strict vegans. And I heard their 12-year-old son say the other day when he was smelling the sausage and the bacon, I can't wait until I'm 18. So see, he's going to do what he wants anyway. So why rob them of the ability to learn how to gauge themselves in a matter of moderation and what is needed rather than force feed, <laughs> funny again, force feed these, these ways that we think are going to be best because we want what's best for them. If you want what's best for your children, then release yourselves of some sort of manner that says you are better, you are greater or anything of that. Teach them. 
Be a facilitator. Be a steward. Be a nurturer. Don't anger with them. Don't don't say things that take away from their worth. Encourage their worth. Why would you ever want to do or say anything that takes away from our future? Anyway, so effective parenting, well, I've been thinking about that a lot. Again, because I want to put together some sort of informational process, video, whatever, of teaching new parents some possible options in raising their children that could really lend favor to the family unity, the family love, the family experience, the community experience, because we ripple out, see? So when you raise a child with self-mastery and they become their very best, well, that only ripples out. When you raise a child and send them out in some manner of, I'm going to do what I want now, you're going to have probably, possibly a lot of alcoholics out there, a lot of people, yahoo, I can finally do what I want, rather than already understanding that they made a decision that they will not do that from a conscious place on their own. See, now when my oldest daughter was three and she really liked her NUC, her pacifier. The brand name, I think, was called NUC, N-U-K. So, uh, and she had a few because, you know, we didn't want her to have a breakdown or, you know, a, a craving for that NUC when she didn't have it. So she was coming upon three years of age, and I told her, hey, look, you're, you're going to be three, and, and, and you don't need this NUC anymore. You don't, you don't need them, okay? You're at a place in life where you can make a decision to do something different now. And I watched her a few days later, but during those few days, I watched her as she was chewing her nuts, like very agitated-like. She was chewing holes in them, almost like... Uh, as I realized later, what she was doing was destroying them because she went to the trash can and threw them all in the trash can. It was either the day before she was three or when she was three. And that was a very impressive, it was a very, it was more than impressive. It was just such a heartfelt moment as a parent to see my firstborn child respond in a manner where she made the decision knowing that whatever results come from that decision are hers where I don't have anything in there that says you have to or I told you so or see if you hadn't of or all the stupidity that goes behind that way of parenting. And yes, I did say stupidity. And if you look up the word stupid, you'll understand that it's not necessarily to take away from what you are as a person, but it allows you to see that you can shift the way that you're approaching your entire parenting process and utilize techniques and strategies. But first, you have to get healed yourself, parents. First, you have, and this is the big issue here, okay? You have to be working on yourself like no other because these kids will see through all your falses. They will see through all your, your uh, 
facades. What? Well, that's basically the same thing. There, they're going to see through all this. They know truth and they want truth. Be straight with them. Be clear with them. And if you don't feel like you're living in a way in which you could tell your children how you're living, if they were to approach you about it, then do something about it so that you don't live with that agenda of secrecy. That will decay as well. So somewhere along the line, certain conversations may take place as people are bettering their behavior, parents and children, that are very, very inducive to family unity rather than grounding and taking phones away and spanking and putting in time out. I understand that that we want to shift the behavior, but let's teach the children how to do it on their own because every one of my children know how to do that and I'm not some sort of magician here, okay? It's technique. It's approach. It's unconditional love. It's a lot of things, but they're easily learned and applied if you want to. So I suppose that you'll want to look forward to some videos perhaps or booklets that we might put together around this because it is a very serious manner, excuse me, matter. And it seems like the generations just keep handing down the bad parenting techniques and we need to reverse that so that what we're seeing is an exponential curve that says that the parents are producing such effective children and those children are producing such a more effective children that we shift the very essence of our experience here on this mother earth. So that's a take on effective parenting from my perspective. Yeah, I was, it's kind of funny because I was thinking, well, you kind of already answered it, but I try to put myself in a situation like, because I'm not a parent, but I did go through childhood, and I said, okay, well, what were some of the things that I've learned growing up with my parents? And it's nothing against my parents, but there was a, I, growing up, there was, I had to figure out, like, truths on what's going on. And I think that was, that's one thing that, when you were speaking to me, that kept on coming to me, was speaking the truth. And when you were saying being a good teacher, I've had a good, a few good teachers, and you're one of them. Honesty is probably like the number one, you know, that a teacher being vulnerable and being honest and saying, listen, this happened in life, and you know, you're my son, you're my daughter, and I just feel as if I should be honest with you. This happened in the family, and so maybe this is something that you want to talk about or fix. You know, we're all here with, with you if you want to do it, be part of it and so on, but yeah, I think honesty is huge, in my opinion. Absolutely, and thank you, you know, it's uh, first and foremost, the truth shall set you free. So why would I want to not be free? Sometimes those conversations are tough because maybe we're, we're living or experience or doing things that we call, well, you can do that when you're an adult. But what we might want to say instead is, look, uh, you know, I choose to do this and I don't want you to yet. You can talk to them however you want, but as long as you're telling them 
because the age parameters as to how much information, what kind of information and how it's presented, that's a big deal too. You know, some things these our children aren't ready for until they're, you know, um, five and then maybe nine and maybe 12 and maybe 15 and, you know, on down the line like that as far as deep-seated conversations that help them in those processes and phases of their lives where they really don't have a clue and they need us very much. And they might be acting out in those times. So many times parents act out on that in a negative way rather than seeing this as an opportunity to assist their child and to just love them through it, see. So something like that. I would like to thank you for listening to Inside the Raven's Eye. And if you have a particular topic matter that you would like to hear, please send me a request at insidetheravenseye at gmail.com. Also, make sure to visit earthandspiritmedicine.com and check out the services they provide. You have been listening to Coyote Thunderhawk in Conversations with a Shaman. I'm your host, Alan Mitchell, and we will see you on the next Inside the Raven's Eye. Much love and God bless.